Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. We are coming at you live for a second time this morning because Jordan did not like the first intro we recorded. Well, we did really bad, and then my voice messed up, and it's, it's 9.30. We're not used to recording at this it, time. This is the earliest let's cover all the beats that we covered in that very long intro it was like Uh, it was like two minutes we barely (laughs) were into the show we we just scratched so much good material jordan's voice cracked he blandly (laughs) described the beach it was really great yeah that was really what was killing me i was like i have nothing interesting to say about the beach the beach (laughs) the beach is great to go to but impossible to describe interesting like oh yeah no i had such a good time i sat and watched waves (laughs) And it was well, did windy. you go in the waves? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And the water Neat. was nice. If hey. That was a question you're going to ask. That sounds lovely. And I ate seafood, uh, and that's the beach for you. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. I uh, I woke up. I So, all right. So, we're talking about Loki today. I'm very excited about Loki. Mm-hmm. Jordan is like, he. I don't know what this means, but like you know, the Bugs Bunny dollar signs are like popping out of his eyes, and I think that he likes it, but that just seems very weird. But it's uh, it's like as, stars, as like a star yeah. rating system. So yes, it's, it's, it's like, like Avengers, the six Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you see how like I make like a semi shitty joke and don't feel the need to trash the entire intro? Mm, my, uh, we were <laughs> we were in like quicksand. Like I felt like if we if we maintain that energy, the entire episode was going to sink into the depths. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So all right, my I gotta I gotta do a little storytelling here. Um, Loki came out on at three a.m. Two days on the ninth. So today's the tenth. We're recording at nine twenty-eight a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern time, uh, unless Georgia is in a different time zone, but I don't think it is. Um, Wait, Loki came out at three a.m. It comes out on the West Coast at midnight. Huh. Uh, wait, on the eighth it came. Well, I guess it was oh three a.m. No. on the ninth was really 3 early. On the on, okay, I got you. Yes, because I watched it midnight. last night and I was like, I didn't wait till three a.m. I no. Uh, so I knew this was coming out and i don't know oh, i it's been a while since we've spoken jordan uh i've been up to a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. um i wrote a short film um with uh and i uh was planning on filming it with our uh, friend of the show kyle johnson mm-hmm. um he was the director of photography and then we got a director who's uh directed some other short films in harrisonburg uh and we the only day we could get all of our schedules to line up was uh yesterday and then i realized shit that's loki day mm-hmm. um and i am such a like i will have severe fomo if i am not the first person to see all of this marvel stuff right like it pains me when they're like critics reviewing movies like two days prior or whatever it pains me that i am not one of them mm-hmm. i should really be one of them I know. I don't know. Eventually, we will spin this podcast into that. I'm ho- I mean, it's been four years, Kevin Feige. Like, come on. We know. know you love this show. He's, he's clearly you know. a listener because, like, our ideas pop up in the MCU all the time. Exactly. Like, okay, you're going to act like you're not listening? I don't buy <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> oh, so, I, I went to bed at 1130 the, the night before the shoot, mm-hmm. and I was like... And the the short film, it's me and my 
childhood friend Taylor. I don't think he's been on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just two guys talking at a bar, um, dealing with the aftermath of quote COVID quarantine. Okay, so have you seen my dinner with Andre? Uh yes. Okay, because that it's it's like that, but modern. It sounds like. Uh, two people talking. I yeah. think more than just nope. my dinner with Andre. Nope. <laughs> If, if, but if you're talking about two people talking at a set location where they serve drinks and food, you got to think my dinner with Andre first. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not the only... There's probably been some Marvel property that's done this. Maybe for an episode of something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. There's got There's seven seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's got to be one where they just do a my dinner with Andre uh you know, spoof. I mean, it's kind of the ultimate bottle episode. Um, yeah. There's the the last episode of the first season of Frasier. Uh, ah, it's just that, them. My the dinner coffee. with Niles. Well, it's my it's something about coffee with Niles, I think. But because oh. they're at the coffee shop, because yeah. they only have so that many is a good sets. episode. Um, yeah. But that at least that even still, you have other characters coming in and out. It's not just the two of them. Yeah, that's the one where he keeps asking Frasier if he's happy. Yeah, that is a good episode. A classic. I do like anyway, that one a lot. What what else is Any, in your short film? Anyway, well, I'm 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 trying to describe my. Uh, uh, so, uh, we we shot at Reason Beer. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, uh, our my close friends at the brewery. Um, they were very kind to let us use the bar, and we went in. They um, the brewer there uh, was just like brewing and the doors were open so he's like come in at 8 a.m and then they opened doors to the public at three so we had to be out of there by three right um a full like seven hours and mm-hmm. we had like you know we had we had time we weren't rushing for sure right um <clears throat> but the scene required us to you know drink beer the entire time and make sure that the the liquid was measured and all that stuff <laughs> yeah so, it, it required like there was no way you could have done it except for by drinking it yeah, well, the uh, we had so I just we bought a case of O'Doul's, which I had never had the non-alcoholic oh, okay. beer. Yeah, yeah. Because I we me and Taylor it's uh, practice with water a couple days prior, and I was like, we're gonna get hammered if we do this for real. Yeah. Like, and they were very kind and like, hey, you know, if you need beer for the the shoot, just let us know. And I was like, I will genuinely get hammered. Yeah. Uh, so we finished that shoot. Hold on. All right, I'm jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh. I go to bed at 11.30 p.m. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. And I'm like, Loki's out. I think I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I watch Loki. Uh, and it's great. And I love it. I'm wondering if I'm going to remember all of it. Because I did get like four hours of sleep. Wake up and went back to sleep. Yeah. Um, and then I did my shoot. Originally, my plan was to do the shoot and then watch Loki after. But I knew that there would be celebratory drinking afterwards. And I want to watch these as clear-minded as possible. Of course, you can't go in with a foggy brain. What if you miss a crucial detail? And thank God I watched it at 4.30 a.m. With the clearest I, of minds. With the Yeah. At 4.30 a.m. <laughs> oh, I we um, had some celebratory beers at the brewery, and then it started just pouring rain for a good half an hour. Like, as soon as we were done. It was crazy. Like, as soon as we yelled, that's a wrap. Like, God poured a flood of water in the parking lot mm-hmm. and we were stuck there for 30 minutes well we're like might as well drink some more uh then we went to a um guadalajara a mexican restaurant mm-hmm. and they have those jumbo margaritas like in a fishbowl yeah. kind of deal you got a big uh, old marg 
I did Big with a Rita. Corona sticking out of it. Yeah, Corona Rita. Um, and I though it it snuck up on me. I they must have put like four shots in that thing because I was just like I was so I woke up at three thirty, having gone to bed at like I'm guessing ten. I turned on the Dark Knight Rises when I got home, and yeah. I like just drifted off asleep like i think i watched like half of it yeah uh i woke up at 3 30 like i I have my morning has been a struggle to like (laughs) be alive right now i have not been this hungover since college wow and now i need to entertain the fans of this huge show while the the sacrifices we make because uh i am also in a bit of a time crunch because uh, i have class tonight at six uh-huh. But I also have been at the beach for three days, so there's a lot of stuff that I've missed that I need to do before class because, you know, summer class is on if you've ever taken one. But you go through not. a lot of material very quickly because it's basically every week is like, I don't know, two weeks of classes at least. Yeah. So the reading is pretty crazy. So it basically, as soon as we get off this, I'm just going to be doing that for <laughs> six hours and then probably a little bit after class gotcha. ends have to do that and then spend all friday catching up on my other class i'm taking two classes but yeah but because we love the game so much we love we're trying we love to get watching marvel and then saying our opinions kate's positive oh. i'm negative we love it we're here we're gonna do it uh are you want to just jump into it i do want to talk about olivia rodrigo's new album because okay. that seems to be a popular talking point how great is this record uh, so I've listened to only the singles off of it. I haven't listened to the whole record. Oh, you haven't, you haven't dived, dove? I have not dove, dove in. <laughs> uh, I'll do it for next, next episode of okay. the Loki. This can be our little trilogy within it. Is, uh, okay. All right. Me having You're... listened to the singles and then me listening to the album. And then I don't know what the third part of that will be, but, um, Maybe you just like listen to the album exclusive. That's the only music you listen to until yeah. we meet again. Maybe I'll put like a, a piano version of Driver's License in the last episode. <laughs> oh, that would be tight. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying sure. to think of some way to close the Olivia Rodrigo arc. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, maybe it'll present itself. Maybe she'll come on the show. Who knows? No, that'd be good. That would. Do you think she likes Marvel? Probably. She's a teenager. Oh, I feel like hey, teenagers these, like these are these are movies for adults now. I think these movies are for all audiences. Yes, correct. There, I, there's really it, not anyone I would say is too young to watch Marvel. Like, there's violence in it, but none of the violence is like violence that I'd be wouldn't be okay with like a ten year old seeing. Yeah, it's general uh, admission. Yeah, uh, that's I'm. I mean, as soon as my children are born, whenever. That day comes, they are watching Marvel <laughs> straight out of the womb in yeah. front of the TV. No, as as their head crests, yeah, like dun dun dun. It's the first thing they hear. It Jordan, starts off slightly Jordan, muffled. This is this is an audio medium, but Jordan just pretended he was a head coming out of, of a vagina. Yeah, imagine imagine how that how one would do that, and I did it better than you're imagining. <laughs> That is a shame that this is an audio medium. That was uh, quite a visual. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so we are here to talk about Loki. It's It's been a while since we have done an episode. When was our last one? Falcon and Winter Soldier ended 
in April? Wow. Or March. Yeah. Well, my May was pretty crazy because that's when my final exams were, which were in ordeal, as they <laughs> always are. Do you want to jump into Jordan's Law Corner now since we deleted the first nah. uh, Jordan's Law Cor- Corner? There's nothing right. too interesting to say. I got my grades back. They're like, okay, <laughs> pretty good, but not like stellar. Not so good that I want to brag about them. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, I did fine. Fine is good. Yeah. No, um, do fine in law school. You become a fine lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's wrong with being a fine lawyer? Yeah. Um, I uh, watch. Hold on. We we have so much to talk about. Uh, we gotta watch. We gotta talk about what we watched in the meantime. We got no. I I mean I'm not. I'm less interested. I mean I'm sure we've watched a lot, but specifically the trailers. Have you watched? Oh. Have you watched the Shang Chi trailer? I think there's going to be Universal knows. I haven't seen any trailers. Have you seen the Eternals trailer? Okay, wait. No, I did see the Eternals trailer. I forgot about how, that. I think I sent that to you because I was so excited yeah. for that movie. How beautiful does that look? Like yeah. the cinematography and all of that stuff. Yeah, no, it's very, I, I'm intrigued. Like, like kind of like Loki and uh, WandaVision. It's got that kind of like, well, what is this exactly going to be? Like, they're just exploring very interesting areas of the MCU I'm, right now. In a way I that am curious. They were doing so the opposite in the, like, phase one. Phase one, they were well, just using, like, these, they because, they, I mean, you just didn't have the brand to do it yet. Um, they had to build the universe. I know, but isn't it nice that they have? So we don't have to slog uh, through any more <laughs> Iron Man 2s? I mean... I would much rather watch a Loki than an Iron Man 2. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. But, but it's just so much again, more like, like now that they have all these things established. Though I do think this show, and we'll talk about this as we go, as yeah. it stands so far with what we know, poses interest, interesting like agency problems for the Avengers. Like if, yes. if there's only one timeline possible, then is anything they did even heroic? Because they had no other option to do anything else. But we will get into that mm. as we go. That is interesting. Um, so Eternals, uh, what other movie comes out? Oh, Black Widow is also coming out. This is going to be an interesting... All right, so Loki, we're recording an episode today. We're going to do the two, the the three episode thing that we did for the other shows. Yeah. So we'll do one for the first one, one after the fourth one, and then one after the sixth one? Yeah, I think that works best. All right, so... The fourth one will air on June 30th, <clears throat> so we will have an episode then. Mm-hmm. Fans, get ready for that. Then, uh, Black Widow comes out on the 9th of July. Okay. So, we will do an episode there, and then we will wrap up Loki on the 14th of July, it looks like. That's crazy. Yeah. We're, we are coming in... out in the middle of a series oh. that we're also watching of Marvel. That's... I'm so... This is the golden age. Like, remember the two years of not having any Marvel content? Uh, it's it's all coming back together. A good breather, that was. <laughs> oh, I mean, we had to watch Raimi Spider-Man and Blade. You want to go back to Blade? Mm, no. <laughs> I don't regret having watched Blade. It was, yeah. a, it was an interesting ride. Am I ever going to watch any of the Blade movies ever again? Uh, probably not. I can't imagine a circumstance where I would. I'll still get you to rewatch Incredible Hulk one day. 
Mm. It'll happen. That's my new goal for this show. At first, it was to get you to watch The Leftovers, which you did. Mm -hmm. And then there have been uh, other journeys along the way, but this is my new goal, to get you to rewatch Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk. Uh, So this... I, I mean, I'm just... I have so many questions about The Eternals. I'm kind of like... They're they're gonna push it as like an Oscar movie, really sure, too. Yeah, they said they're announcing it at film festivals. Oh. Uh, that just so there's I'm, gonna be so much resistance to that because Marvel has I, been the blockbuster for ten years now. Like every summer, the big blockbuster has been. Yeah, but Chloe Zhao, like coming fresh off of her win of Nomadland, mm. like, come on, yeah. you tell me. They're, they're, all the pieces are here, plus Game of Thrones actors, Angelina Jolie. And I don't know if this would necessarily be a trilogy. I'm thinking that this is going to be a one-off movie, mm-hmm. and then like these characters will show up in other properties. Yeah, I don't know. This is just such an interesting... Like, uh, like the same thing I was saying earlier, matter of scale, that the MCU... Yeah. Like, it, it seems like we keep zooming out. So first, oh, you're yeah. just like these local <clears throat> heroes on one planet, and then even with yep. the first... Thor, especially the second Thor, you zoom out to like, okay, there's these other civilizations and planets that are around yeah. that are also causing mischief. And then you like zoom out a little further when you get to <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy and you see like that there's like these interstellar governments that exist. Yeah. And then certainly in Loki, we have zoomed out to an interesting place. And I don't know where yeah. the Eternals mesh with whatever this is, but we will I mean, find basically... Out. In the comics, they are like the creators of civilization, and then the, so civilization, crea- so not like the universe. No, so they were created by the celestials, mm-hmm. if you recall, uh, the tall beings that gave birth or created the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. And, um, I ego, I don't know if Star Lord's father was one, mm. or he was like part celestial or something. I'm trying to remember, yeah, uh. But they created the Eternals, and then they also like accidentally created the Deviants, who go to civilizations and destroy them. Uh, Thanos was a Deviant. Okay. Um, Angelina Jolie is apparently cousins with Thanos. Mm. Um, so that's kind of just the world building we're getting to. Although you make, um, the Loki is I. You have a good point there with the whole. I mean, I guess we'll. Uh, table that for Loki, yeah. but I also um, am curious. You you brought up a good point about five minutes ago, and now I'm thinking about Iron Man two. What is like? Do you, what do you think is the closest to that earlier Marvel that was like really great that they will never do again because now they're like zooming far out and they're not going to go back to doing like you know another Iron Man four for example well, like. I think they might zoom back in pretty soon with Miss Marvel because I feel like that's a good chance to have another grounded like like kind of like a Spider-Man story where it's just like yeah. you're dealing with a local problem and it's it's like not a big enough deal that it's like the world is going to end. Um, sure. But it's still big enough to give the movie stakes. Like I, I hope that's what that movie is after dealing that's, with all these. That's gods a TV show. Stuff. Oh, well, whatever. It's still like she's just like a kid. Yes, she is a kid in New Jersey, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Um, just curious, like, with... 
Because Iron Man 3, like, do you think they would ever make, like, something like Iron Man 3 again? Like a Shane Black kind of, uh, I don't know, like, that kind of, I guess Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp are kind of like those phase one type stories I, a little I bit. I think they will, because I think you can't stay this, uh, this at this scale for too long without getting detached from characters. Like, it's cool to yeah. zoom out and see the interworkings of whatever, you know the universe is in Marvel, but it's also like, you got to maintain a human element for anyone to really care about it. Like if you don't care about the yeah. people that inhabit the world, you don't care about what makes the world work. Sure. Um, I, should we just dive into Loki? Is it time? Yeah, I think so. It's just got enough interesting stuff to chew on that. Yeah, there is a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping I remember all of it, but again, I watched it about two days ago. 36 hours ago. Uh, yeah, I watched it last night, so I should be better, but we'll see. I pulled up the description, too. Oh, taking a sip from your Thor mug. Mm -hmm. This is a lot of me describing you today. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to give my review. Yes. Uh, so far, first episode, stellar. Going to give it the full two out of two adventures for the first uh, review. Uh, this is exactly what I was hoping the show would do, and I think they're going to take it to some very interesting places. Um, and episode one, like they barely even scratch the surface of what they can do. Like mm -hmm. they, they're you can tell they're setting up this huge world for Loki to play around in. Uh, I do have a couple. Um, I like okay, so ah, I, I don't know. I keep wanting to jump ahead to different things. I was going to say, okay. just like this universe they've created, this TVA thing, uh -huh. they're so big and powerful. I wonder if they're really that powerful. If you think it's like a facade? A little bit of a facade. Like, especially, mm. uh, well, I, again, okay, can we jump around for just for a second? I Yeah, sure. There, we, we see the guy, and he has a drawer full of infinity stones. If yeah. they have a drawer full of infinity stones, they're so crazy, broken, level, strong. Like, did Infinity sure. Stones mean nothing to them? Or maybe it's just because you, while you're in there, the Infinity Stones mean nothing? But Well, I think they're they're also, like, not human. Yeah. Because really. they don't know so, what a fish is. Yeah. And he, like, didn't he establish that he, like, never leaves that office? Like, he doesn't have a home or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and they can change it up like they did with the Mandarin uh, in Iron Man 3. Like, it doesn't have to go by the comics, but in the comics, they are the real deal. It's not a facade. Huh. It is an actual thing. Well, it was just like, for Loki to play around in that space, it seems like they can't be so strong that they have dominion over Infinity Stones. Like, I'm that's thinking... Just, it's just wild. They, we've just I'm watched an entire 22-movie arc where Infinity Stones were, like, so beyond powerful that, like... I don't know, the entire franchise hinged around them. And then in this show, you just see a drawer full of them. Like, yeah, whatever, Infinity Stones. I'm kind of thinking, like, this is... So time doesn't really exist in the TVA, because they're mm -hmm. going around in different times. So this kind of exists outside the rules of the universe. Yeah. Apparently, you can got, can die, because that guy got zapped or whatever and uh, melted. Mm -hmm. um, but also, apparently, that was what was supposed to happen, because if he got... If he was a deviant that got pulled out of a timeline, but then mm -hmm. died, it's like he was never going to go back into the timeline anyway. So basically, as soon as he was pulled out of the timeline, he might as well have been dead. 
I see. Because if, he, if they're going to kill gonna him... There's probably going to be a lot of time logic with this show. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think they did a good job like explaining it at the start. Um, I, my Avengers at the table, by the way, are going to be Thor and we'll do Lady Sif. We haven't heard from her in a while. Hmm. She hasn't been at the table. No. She hasn't really done much, but... Well, we don't know. She could be very busy in her own little business. That's true. Maybe they'll bring her back in uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um. So, should we start at the beginning? Break it down? Yeah. Hit me with whatever the first bit of the synopsis is. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess it starts... Well, the first, the, the first thing is they immediately pick up from Endgame right. when Loki steals the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what I knew was going to happen... Just because he, you know, they set that up so perfectly for this show. Mm. Um, and this is also jumping ahead a bit, but I was really, ho- I mean, uh, hoping, and they delivered on this first step, like, immediately, uh, that Loki would get to see, because this is 2012 Loki. Like, he, his whole right. character has an arc before he is murdered by Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was hoping that he would get to see that arc play out, like, over the course of this, and I was wondering if they would build to it, but immediately in the first episode. Yeah, like, that is kind of surprising. They didn't, like, withhold yeah. those beats. So, like, he just... Yeah. He's, he's like, it's like a mystery where he figures out his own thing and then is, like, so utterly disappointed by himself in the fifth episode that he he <laughs> turns it around and becomes, like, a hero. Like, yeah. a- after doling out the details episode by episode, finally Which seeing is, his own death. I mean, that just makes me think, like, how crazy is this show really going to be mm-hmm. for... For them to give that if away. If they're getting, yeah, to give that away immediately. Another way, another thing that would have been interesting, though, is to start at his death. Because um, then he could have become, like, really, like, nihilistic. Like, well, what's it even matter? I see how I'm going to die. But then it goes backwards yeah. to reveal that, uh, like, that he killed his own mother. Mm-hmm. And then that's the moment that he changes. So, like, he's working his way backwards through his old history. Like, that could have been interesting, too. But in any case, mm. neither of those things happened. Yeah. He uh, <clears throat> took the the uh, Tesseract and went on his way and then he ends up in the Gobi Desert mm-hmm. um, and I guess we don't really know like if he had been doing other stuff if he immediately went from New York to the Gobi Desert or he was tampering with time like throughout that thing I guess he was my still wearing that mouth thing so he probably yeah my read was that it, he came there immediately like it's like he picked up the Tesseract and just put went like Get me as far away from here as possible. And that was just, it, it put him in the Gobi Desert. Yeah, which actually isn't that far away in a cosmic <laughs> scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cosmic scale Same right planet. next door. Same planet. Could hardly uh, be closer. So the TVA show up, and I like their little portal thing. Yeah. Like the, it's just like doors, not your, your conventional, like, circular portal, like the Rick and Morty portal. Well, they're kind, kind of, of they're kind of. Like, everything they do is tinged with a beige boringness. Yes. They are very much that uh, race from Futurama. Or the, the the neutral place. In the good place, the place be- yeah. where the, the giant office that decides whether or not people go to heaven or hell. That's the main thing gotcha. I thought about while watching this. Is like, instead of deciding who goes to heaven or hell, they decide what the time... Well, they don't decide what the timeline is, but they maintain the timeline <laughs> that was decided to be the timeline. Uh-huh. So there's just like a bunch so, of bureaucrats in a very similar way. So he gets arrested by the TVA. They they so also they have like 
Time doesn't really affect them, so they can... Like, she punched Loki in slow motion or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or did she put the collar on him first? And then he was experiencing slow motion through the collar. Well, I thought she hit him with a this rod. Like, the same rod they yeah. disintegrated the guy with. And then, while he was in slow motion, she put the collar on him. Oh, uh, okay. So, they, again, like, they operate outside of the norm. And I'm thinking Infinity Stones, in reality, have a have a significant important importance in the actual timeline. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of the timeline, people can't really, uh, you know, hurt them. That is interesting that they have multiple Infinity Stones, though. Yeah, and it's also interesting like, that they have, uh, like, time moves forward in their perception. Like, what do you mean? they go through activities. They have conversations with each other that they remember having previously. Oh, gotcha. Like, they're, they're, there's a TVA timeline that exists that they operate on uh yeah like they picked up loki and then he had the interview and then he was with the lady that picked him up again like those events happened in a sequence within the tva so clearly there's some sort of time like they don't operate in a like permanent nowness that they're doing all the things they've ever done at once they just don't yes uh aren't anchored to the timeline that exists on earth I am curious how, because uh, apparently, like in an interview, the showrunner said this is going to have drastic effects on the rest of the MCU, like mm-hmm. with these split timelines and all that. So it is going to be uh, interesting to see, like how they. It's got to be airtight, like all of these timeline things. Well, yeah. So that's that's what I was thinking of with the, um, when I said something about agency earlier. Is like mm-hmm. so. So we get this sequence. I'll just move us ahead a little bit. Where Loki, Loki's basically getting pulled into this thing, and he's getting like uh, put into a jumper, like he's in prison or whatever. And then he's walking through yeah. this big line to go meet with this judge. And there's this on, or there's there's this video explaining what the TVA is in the style of like a '60s yeah. little whatever, which was great. I mean, it, that and that's awesome. where it explains like the boundaries of the timeline and stuff, and how they've all chosen this one. So the thing that I was thinking of while watching that. Was that like if these are the, if this is the only timeline that is allowed to exist, including the Avengers going back and putting away the Infinity Stones, then when mm-hmm. Doctor Strange looked into the future and saw that there was only one possibility, that they win, uh-huh. and that there yeah. that that was really like guaranteed already because this timeline was the only one that existed, and it also means like so. Tony makes a heroic sacrifice, grabs the Infinity Stones, snaps his fingers, and dies because of the energy that's released by that but in any timeline where he didn't do that it would have just gotten pruned anyway so tony didn't have a choice the only thing tony could do was snap his fingers there so is it heroic that he did it because every time he didn't do it he got reverted to a timeline where he did do it (laughs) he still made the decision but like he couldn't have made any other decision because there's only one timeline unless the tva is lying a little bit or the tva gets like overthrown during the course of this show so that there can exist multiple timelines. But if there's only the one timeline, then no one, like there's no free will. So you also have to keep in mind right now we are in, I mean, see, that's the thing with the, this, they can go at any time they want future past, all that stuff. But right now I, I looked up a phase four timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Endgame took place in October, 2023. Okay. I don't know where they got October from, but that's that's because they were all wearing Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess so. Remember when they were uh, at Tony's building and then they got trick-or-treated? <laughs> yes, uh, by Thanos. Yeah. Shows up. Oh, maybe, is that why they showed up to Thanos' farmer planet? They were, like, trick-or-treating? Yeah. They, and they played and then, a mean trick. They yeah. didn't do any oh, they, treats. They decapitated him. Yeah. That's a trick that um, I don't recommend to any kids listening. <laughs> don't decapitate your neighbors on Halloween. Yeah, they will frown upon it. Um, so, uh, WandaVision takes place in November 2023. Mm-hmm. Falcon Winter Soldier takes place in April 2024. And Far From Home takes place in June or July of 2024. Okay. Uh, and then this takes place in a alternate timeline in 2012. Right. Because but Loki the TVA has... exists outside of time. So... Correct. Yeah. I or so we we see from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um did so all right, uh, we also meet Owen Wilson's character. What do you think about Owen Wilson in this show? Fantastic, of course. He's Owen Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I see um, Owen Wilson, I'm like, wow. <laughs> you do love that uh Night at the Museum movie. Oh yeah. You constantly reference it. Oh, cuz Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson's a cowboy or something, I think, in that one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, what great hijinks, I'm sure. I know. They, yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen the trilogy? I'm not sure. I've, I've definitely seen pieces of one of them, but which one it was, I could not tell you. And when I saw it, I couldn't tell you. I've definitely seen the, never seen the entirety of any night at the museum. But it seems like a fun like- family romp. That was like the epitome of a movie you watched on a school bus on the way to a field trip. Yeah. Were we? What? How old were we when that came out, though? Uh, seventh grade. Okay, so we were kind of in the target demographic then. Yeah, mm. I believe so. Oh well. <laughs> um, so he encounters Owen Wilson. Uh, Loki believes the TVA should suspect the Avengers as they went back in time, causing him to end up. In this yeah, situation. but they did the timeline as they're supposed to. The yeah. timeline included them going back and putting the stones in their place. Yes, which is interesting. I mean, but that's kind of so. If you're arguing about the whole like hero debacle, that's kind of what fate is. Like people can either believe like everything happens for a reason; it's all supposed to be that way. You can believe you're fated to do something, yeah. or you can believe you you never really know except the TVA knows but if if there is a one true thing that can happen then your decisions are meaningless because you couldn't have made any other decisions i mean a lot of people think that anyway yeah that like you can argue free will exists but some other people can easily argue i was fated to do that well but like even if you think that people's decisions or whatever like individuals don't have free will they just do whatever the chemicals in their brain tell them to do at any given moment and they can't actually like make a decision like everything's deterministic there's at least some amount of random stuff that happens in the universe that makes it so the future is not predictable but in this conception of the timeline everything is not only predictable but concrete like you couldn't change anything anyway i'm thinking well and i'm a big advocate for kind of everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. the uh you know signs is my religion yeah. is the uh the foundation I built my house upon. Yeah. Uh, and that is very much like you. everything happens this certain way. And I, I, even those random variables, like you could argue, are supposed to happen the way they did. Like a 
butterfly effect. Like, the butterfly was supposed to flap its wings and a hurricane was supposed to happen there. Yeah, but then, like, how do we punish murderers for doing a murder? Because that's the only thing they could have done. They didn't have any choice. They had to do the murder because that's what fate walked them into. I mean, this is going to get into a very philosophical, <laughs> like, uh, we are, Loki is really launching us, but I mean. I mean, that's the nature when so, you talk about having a single timeline, is it is it necessarily poses free will questions. To counter that argument, though, do you not think that there are some people just naturally given better lives than others? No, there absolutely is. That's undeniable, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I think that's arbitrary, not because of, like, you know, any sort of fate of the correct timeline or whatever. If anything, if there is a absolute timeline and it includes such terrible inequalities, then whoever is controlling the timeline must be some sort of, like, you know, at least indifferent or maybe malevolent to allow those inequalities to exist in the state that they do. I mean... You could argue that. You could argue, uh, you know, why does God let parents lose children kind of deal? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's very much in that vein. The problem of evil, as I think it's yes. called in apologetics. Yes. Why did uh, God... Um... <laughs> We're so unqualified uh, for this conversation. It's crazy. No, no, no. I think, this is, I think people want to hear this from two uh, 20-year-olds, yeah. 20-year-old men. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, the voices of. I think we speak for the world on this one. <laughs> do you remember? I, uh, as as men in their twenties have often tried to do, we speak for the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the uh, confidence you, that only a mid twenties uh, straight white man can have. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's uh, undeniable. But you know, we were gifted this in the one true timeline, so yeah. we're pretty fortunate uh, to be the heroes of of this journey <laughs> oh god um do you remember in college when you were breaking down the story of job <laughs> uh no i mean uh, i remember you, talking about job at some point i don't remember like what i said while doing it though this is when we we first i guess we had known each other for a while at this point but you're just kind of we're as we did we would just drink and talk about deep things <laughs> like religion and the one true timeline yeah. and stuff like that uh and the story of job is for those of you listening out there who have never read your bible uh the story of job is he was god's most devout person uh biggest fan number one yeah. fan with the bullet um, yeah, and like a hat that said like go god on it <laughs> <laughs> go god go um he was very, he did whatever, like worshipped, all that stuff. And then Satan comes up to God, because apparently they're, they're hanging out just, just on, on a regular, like, Who else you know, is he going to talk to? Sure, Satan I guess, does yeah. all the evil, but it's like, who else is there? Yeah, you gotta have the yin to your yang. Uh, and Satan's like, you won't, he only likes you because you are, uh, or he only likes you because you've given him, like, everything he could want in his life. And God's like, all right, I'll prove that he still likes me. I'll take everything away. And he kills all of his flocks, or all of his, uh, his animals, his farm uh, gets ravaged by bugs, uh, and he still believes in God. And then God's like, told you so, Satan. Um, and your argument, which is kind of yeah. true, uh, God <laughs> ruined this man's life to win a bet with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good broad strokes version of Job. And yeah, it's definitely, it, it portrays a very... Um 
interesting god who who's like not about like he's just like look at like i got this guy whipped (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter what i do to this sucker he's gonna be here no matter what just because i'm so powerful like that's that's so not benevolent in any way yeah so you know if he's making the one true timeline i think that this i think all of this checks out so far yeah Time-wise. The Infinity Stones, I'm curious. My theory with that is the fact that they're operating outside of time. Regular things don't have powers. So this is because you mentioned also, like, with Thanos being alive, like, and that was, like, the ultimate crisis, they're going to need to build to an even bigger crisis with these next 20-some movies or whatever Mm -hmm. that they do. And how do you do that unless you introduce, like, oh, Captain America, like, you know, and Winter Soldier and all these other people are completely useless yeah. unless they're hanging out on Yeah, Earth. that'll be an interesting thing, to try to reconcile the deity-level powers that are now being introduced to the MCU. Like, how do you have yeah. Miss Marvel and Spider-Man be impactful mm-hmm. characters in the realms of gods? Well, fortunately, Earth seems to be, like the place where they're all hanging out. Yeah, that, that is convenient because we don't have a lot of space travel capabilities, even in Marvel yeah. so far. Like, Tony could travel through space if he wanted to, and obviously uh, uh, Star-Lord does. But beyond yeah. that, most Earthlings are pretty... Thor. Oh, and Mar- uh, well, but he's not an Earthling. Um, gotcha. Um, Captain Marvel, she's also a space traveler. Oh, yes. yes. Um, but otherwise, For not sure. a lot of space travel going on off Earth. Um. All right. So back to this synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's the judge, and my favorite thing about the scene with the judge is those the time lords or whatever that were behind her, like those wooden faces that were behind her, were really cool. Mm-hmm. Like they were all sliced yeah. up, and the different slices were moved like in and out. Yeah, I thought the set cool. for this show was so awesome to look yeah at. even though everything is beige and boring somehow it still yeah. manages to be super interesting like like everything is excessively lit which adds to that kind yeah. of claustrophobic office setting like like yeah. there's, when he's walking through that line there's one shot where you like zoom out and, and you just see the roof and the roof is like all lights <laughs> like there's yeah. no roof yeah that between was the lights that was wild it it just looks so perfect for what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be um uh so owen wilson is also meanwhile side plot is there's someone going around murdering people in the timeline Mm -hmm. uh the one true timeline and screwing things up and then that is the reveal at the end of the episode that that person is loki what do you think about that uh so i assume this is a loki that was put in the same position but like got out earlier or something before he found out as much and now he just wants to take revenge on the TVA or maybe it's the Loki at the end of the show who knows um yeah. but like it doesn't strike me as weird that Loki would want to be killing TVA agents given their ridiculous power and all that kind of stuff do you think it's possible that they are lying about who he is yeah or who it is or, or they could like, be wrong about else? i don't know something about which Loki it is because the man is the the murderer is just wearing this this cloak mm-hmm. the whole time, so it's never really revealed who it is. Mm. And another thing about uh, Owen Wilson's character is he has a line 
where the the woman who first arrested Loki is like, come on, let's just like reset him or kill him or whatever, like get rid of him yeah. so the timeline can be good. And he's like, oh, you're always just trying to like reset and prune the timeline or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like basically he's trying to give Loki some sort of second chance to be reintegrated, which I don't know how that yeah. can exist. Like, again, how can he be making this decision? There's only one timeline. Either Loki rejoins that timeline or he never rejoins that timeline. I guess he could be offering maybe a second chance for Loki to exist within the timeline that the TVA exists in. Like maybe he can become a member of that society and that's the olive branch that uh, Owen Wilson wants to give him. But otherwise, if he wants to rejoin the main timeline, either he has or he hasn't. And it seems like they could just check to see what happens and then yeah. do that thing. I, I'm very curious where they go with explaining all of this, all the timeline stuff. Yeah. And it, it's finicky too. Cause you can get kind of lost in explaining it because yeah, it's it's so messy. Like it, there's probably mm-hmm. some value to keeping it a little like, well, it just kind of works or whatever. Like, don't think about it too hard. It's a good story, yeah. but I don't know. It's like the more they explain it, though, the more the explanation has to make sense. The less you explain, the more amorphous it can be, and people can just fill in their own gaps. Yeah. I but I do think they're going to need to explain a lot of this. Yeah. No, well, I think they will. I think they, the way they've set it up so far is in that kind of like magic box way where it's like you see or like Chekhov's gun way. It's like you see this time control things they have. Like you see Owen Wilson's time control device and then of course it ends up in Loki's hand because that's a very interesting thing to have happen. <laughs> I think basically we're going to see yeah. more and more of that kind of stuff where we see the tools the TVA has and then we see what Loki can do with them or we can yeah. see what they can do with them and how Loki can screw with them when they have those tools and all that kind of stuff. So it seems like it's going to be a very mechanic-based show just so because Loki's a very mischievous character and you he these give the him tools to mess around with. And also it was established, this is kind of going, circling back to my Infinity Stone uh theory uh magic does not work in the tva so loki is powerless mm-hmm. except for his cleverness which, yes which is maybe the um his greatest tool. well it's it's really like the core of what mischief is like if you if you yeah. need magic to be mischievous maybe you're not that mischievous <laughs> that's true it's all about the the tricks in your brain mm-hmm. um what do you think about him being uh db cooper oh yeah yeah no i thought that was a, a funny detail to throw in there yeah uh i i um and what did owen wilson say about that well he was just like i can't uh, believe you were db cooper and it was apparently some bet between him and thor yeah yeah i remember that but what did that that didn't break the timeline right he was supposed to do yeah that. yeah that was all was supposed to be db cooper yeah. db cooper is such a like, I'm surprised, because remember, that was a big theory for Mad Men, was that yeah. uh, he was going to be D.B. Cooper. Or at least that was yeah. the theory at one point, which would have been crazy, but... Uh, <laughs> that would have been a different show. Yeah. I feel like D.B. Cooper has been, like, he's, I see him on Reddit, like, as a uh, Today I Learn type thing. Like, have you ever heard about mm-hmm. D.B. Cooper? Like, he's just existed in the public consciousness in this, like... Mm-hmm interesting way since the internet brought more notoriety to the you know weirdness of the incident um Uh uh-huh but 
I'm surprised no other show has incorporated D.B. Cooper more just because it's such a weird story. What are the odds that it would be Loki? Loki would be the first one to tackle it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes a little sense because, again, mischief. Yep, got a mischief. Um, I'm looking up some Easter eggs. Uh, Ravana Renslayer is the... the, um, She was the judge, I believe. Mm. Um. Uh, and or one of the she might be the one. Oh, I'm curious who this person is. Uh, anyway, she's the girl from the Black Mirror San Junipero episode. Um. Hmm. But yeah. uh, in the comics, she was a time traveling princess linked to Kang the Conqueror, who is the uh, one of the main villains of Phase Four so far, and he will make his debut in ant-man 3 well, right now she's so a judge you think she's going to leave that role so she can have a bigger role in this or do you think she's just this is like a place to put her as like a little like hey look i think it's just like a nod and then her character might come up although tva is an interesting place to just end up i guess if you are a time traveler then that's kind of fitting uh, and he, and oh, also Wilson did have like a line indicating there's some chemistry between them just like i'm looking up to you as seems appropriate yeah. or whatever which feels like that could mean they have a relationship outside of their work setting but is there anything outside of their work setting or is it all just work all the time i mean there's that whole they they had the, the city the scene on the elevator where you have that entire city yeah. civilization so i know very that. interesting whatever that is yeah <laughs> it could all be a facade could be uh or if it is people though are they all just maintaining the timeline like is the whole facility like is it one big office because they they were created by the time lords to keep track of the timeline right Yes, yes. Why would the Time Lords make people who need recreation and sleep? Like, they probably just work 24 hours, whatever a day is. There, there probably isn't days yeah. or nights. It's just... Yeah, it's probably just nonstop yeah. work. Kind of sounds um, like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I am also interested if uh, um, Loki is going to play... Because I, I think this show is going to... It seems like it could definitely launch Kang the Conqueror because that's his whole thing. He like explores multiple timelines and kills them, kills people. Mm. Like that's his thing. So this seems right well, up his alley. Well, and I can see Loki like viewing this timeline thing as kind of totalitarian. Mm. Like because they decide yeah. basically every decision in the universe by deciding which timeline is proper. They make everybody's decisions for them. And so that's kind of yeah. like the ultimate form of control. I could see Loki trying to overthrow them or whatever, but in so doing, releasing the, would you say Kang the Conqueror? Kang the yeah, Conqueror, Yeah, releasing yes. him in the process. So it's like he gives people hmm. back free will, but in exchange there's this great evil that happens, which is also very yeah. biblical. It's very Garden of Eden. Yeah, he is... Uh... A lot of religious talk on this. He's like he's like the Loki snake or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Timekeepers in Marvel, the main universe, was created after the heat death of the previous one. Interesting. That is a sentence. The heat death of the previous one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last living employee of that reality's TVA, known as He Who Remains, created the Timekeepers in order to protect the new timeline. His first attempt led to the Time Twisters, who were flawed and used their logic and authority to destroy certain realities. 
They were introduced in Thor number 282, where Thor split their reality in two. In the reality where the time twisters were destroyed, he who remains replaced them with more improved timekeepers. While relatively more benevolent than their multiversal rivals, the timekeepers did oppose the Avengers in the miniseries Avengers Forever. Hmm. Um, Miss Minutes, the coin, or no, I thought it was a coin, but it's actually yeah, a clock. Yeah, of course, it's a clock. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a coin. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it was 4.30 a.m. Yeah. Well, no, 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 on the poster, because the po- she Miss Minutes is on the poster. Uh... And it's like all of these real, like, Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson are on this poster, and then there's a little cartoon clock. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is going to be a wacky show. Yeah. <laughs> um, And if she's on the poster, I'm assuming she comes up again at some point. Hmm. Um, Her video nods a couple fun marvel stuff um so the tva is in charge of making sure the sacred timeline remains intact that sacred timeline is the main continuity of the mcu they're doing this because nexus events create new timelines and they've had problems with that before to give you a sample the main marvel comics continuity timeline is referred to as earth 616 while the mcu is earth 1000 or sorry 19999 so the sacred timeline referred here is 19,999. Mm. So, um, huh. go, go, yeah, go ahead. Well, so that means they take place in different timelines, right? The MCU and the comic yes. books, but those... Yes, apparently. I didn't know, I've never heard that the MCU is Earth 19,999. I don't remember that being mentioned. Yeah, but my problem with that, I guess, is that... Uh, the TVA says there's one true timeline, so does the MCU or does the Marvel Comics timeline not exist? I, I mean, it certainly there's doesn't one... exist in the MCU, I guess, or does it? Yes, but they're all part of the same multiverse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all the universes, I'm assuming, are part of the main timeline. So maybe this is the only timeline the TVA mandates, but there's another organization that mandates the comics timeline. Maybe each universe has their own. TVA. Huh. But there's oh, this is the, what a what a messy <laughs> concept cuz then what do they do they know about each other? No, there it's probably just one. Yeah. It's got to be just one. Hmm. I'm thinking. I don't know. Uh, I feel like this show's going to end with there not just being one timeline. Probably. I'm I'm thinking Loki, god of mischief, they have brought him into a place where he can cause a lot and of mischief. And he also knows he dies in this timeline, so he's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to one yeah, of those timelines I, where I don't die. I'm thinking... I'm thinking that uh, he somehow messes with the timeline and creates multiple kind of timelines that he has to go back and fix or something like mm-hmm. that. And then that's just going to gonna be something that people have to deal with i'm i'm pretty sure loki is just gonna kind of tear the tva to the ground and either he will rule them or they won't really exist but they're just such a big organization it seems like it's crazy that loki single-handedly could dismantle an organization that has god of mischief i mean hey look at episode one he already stole the clicker yeah not imagine what he'll do by episode six it is fun to think about and it, it's just it's so interesting looking back over the shows that we've seen like wandavision yeah. had a lot of power in it then relatively yep. winter soldier had a lot less 
but it yes. also had much higher geopolitical stakes. So it was like way more global of a story, but it also the powers yep. on display were much smaller. Yeah, it's just strong people. Yeah. And then we go to this, and it's just like way, like it even blows WandaVision's level of power out of the water. So I mm. wonder, like, yeah. Imagine Wanda at the TVA without her powers. I feel like she'd be pretty peeved. I bet. I bet a lot of people, you know, showing up and not being able to use your powers. Like, it's like, you know, you've been walking your whole life and all of a sudden the TVA makes you not able, you're paralyzed. Also, I bet she'd be pretty pissed about the one true timeline because she got really boned in this timeline. (laughs) It's like, oh, so this is the one one where my parents die and all that shit? And then my brother. And I have to watch Vision die three times. (laughs) Cool. Thanks, Time Lords. Yeah. Well, she's probably also the type of person who is going to be like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to create magic and branch off these timelines Mm -hmm. and all that. Um, She won't put up with that nonsense. Uh, There was a WandaVision Easter egg. Um, According to the TVA orientation video, variants cause nexus events and nexus uh was seen in that antidepressant commercial in wandavision oh if you recall yeah. and i'm curious what the deal with that is oh um wanda maximoff is often referred to as a nexus being a multiversal anchor who protects us from threats outside our reality oh so that's probably what she's building too yeah, but what if that episode um, is also just like they bookmarked it as a nexus event, and so if you if, mm-hmm. if they're if he gets rid of the timelines, then that's a place that could branch off, and she has a timeline where Vision's just alive, and they just like they flagged yeah. that episode by putting in that commercial. <laughs> that is That'd interesting. It's a working theory. Um, Owen Wilson also references the nightmare department. Yeah. Um, which is presumably part of whatever bureaucratic cosmology exists behind the scenes of the MCU. Uh, the interdimensional being known as Nightmare is a main villain in uh, Doctor Strange 2. Mm. Although I don't know if that is the case anymore, because that was before Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi took the reins for Doctor Strange. Do you Strange. think Disney has their own like private Marvel wiki? To keep track of all this lore. Because I feel like they have so many Absolutely. writers on so many projects. They need like yeah. a central database to be like, wait, can I do this right now? And it's like, well, look it up. How does this thing work? And they're like, oh, no, I can't. Yeah. That doesn't work within the bounds. And Kevin Feige has to check off all of these boxes. Like they do the work and they explain why this makes sense. And he has the final say in like all yeah. of them. I just, I just know it's, that like um, on some really big fantasy series... There's often like mm-hmm. people who are super familiar with the series are used. Like, so I'm reading the, uh, the book series, The Stormlight Archive, and he has like this whole network team that he uses to write or to review his work and make sure that everything's consistent. So a character doesn't do one thing and then like it gets yeah. forgotten about in the later theory. Because you occasionally see that happen in other fantasy stories where it's like something happened, you know, 2,000 pages ago. And so the author forgot about it because he's written all that other stuff since. And then you just like forget this important detail about a character. And then fans later read it and are like, wait a second. What about this, though? So you got to make sure that doesn't happen in the MCU. Yeah. I Well, it's like the Simpsons now have people 
who tell like their job is to go through the old episodes and make sure they're not repeating any plots. Yeah. Just because there's so much content. Yeah. No, which, which they you know, repeat anyway. <laughs> Kevin Feige did. He had like an interview this week and said like he rarely leaves the office before midnight. Mm. What a wild! I'm sure he goes in late. Like it's not yeah. nine to midnight every day, but that's still. bad work hours. But at least it's an interesting job. <laughs> oh, I feel like this would be the absolute most fun. I mean, it would be a little very stressful and time consuming i just can't believe one man is responsible for so much happiness i would be it's really I would be crazy. super fat because if i was in my office yeah. all day and i also had lots of money which i imagine kevin feige does i'd be ordering yes. in amazing food just all the time because i'd be like bored about being in my office but it's like at least i have that at, at my act like you know fingertips yeah well, then you can probably also afford really good-tasting food that is good for you. Mm, but really good-tasting <laughs> food requires some bad stuff in it. <laughs> I don't know if you can have really good... I mean, that's not true. If anybody has, like, the, the networking capabilities to find out, like, food hacks with, mm. like, the really good-tasty food, uh, and also, like, healthy, good-and-good-for-you kind of deal, it's Kevin mm. Feige. They need to make a... Um... A business that like puts you under anesthesia and then works you out <laughs> so you don't have to experience like that you just become an yeah. automaton for a little while they just drug you up and then you work out and then you're giving your body back in like an hour and mm -hmm. you're like oh thanks yes <laughs> kevin um, feige probably has that i'm sure he does <laughs> Oh, man. Um, sorry, I'm reading this. Uh, I was just reading Easter eggs. This one, are you familiar with Secret Wars? Actually, is Kevin Feige in good shape? I, I have no idea what Kevin Feige looks like. Yeah, he's he, he looks, he's got, you know, like a dad bod. Sure. But yeah, he's he's pretty, he's in pretty but good shape. But he's not morbidly obese like I would be if I was no. sitting down all day is... and had access to whatever food I wanted. <laughs> Correct. He is not morbidly obese. Um, The Secret Wars comic, are you, have I, I've probably mentioned this before. Uh, actually, is Secret Secret Wars? I think is the one where, um, Doctor Doom. I think that's what they're building to here. Like that's going to be the next Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. Um, Doctor Doom is trying to destroy multiple universes and timelines and all that stuff. I also think when they introduce Doctor Doom, like a cool way to kind of display his power, like when they introduce Thanos and he immediately beats the Hulk without an Infinity yeah. Stone. Uh, that kind of sets the bar for how strong mm -hmm. he is. I think something they could do with Doctor Doom, now that they're all these godlike people, like the Eternals, mm -hmm. I think Doctor Doom could like just kill one mm -hmm. of them. Just off the bat, and he's like a man who killed a god kind yeah. of deal. Uh, and then they kind of roll with that direction. I think that would also be cool, just because those characters, probably after that movie, aren't going to have a ton of screen time. No, that's so, true, and you you have you can, you have enough internals that some of them are you can you can get rid of a couple of them here and there. Yeah, um, this refers to the Infinity Stone drawer. Mm. Um, uh, in Secret Wars, Battle World was comprised of the bits and pieces of the multiverse that Doc that Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange could save before it was annihilated by the Beyonders. I don't know Beyonders. Strange suspected that Doom might need to be taken down at some point in the future, so he made sure to grab a set of Infinity Gems to use on him. However, they only worked in their home reality, so on Battleworld, mm. that meant if you traveled to a different land with the stones from the first, they'd stop working at the border. 
Okay, so that's why the stones don't work in the TVA. It's because they're not yeah, in their native reality. Yeah, so, so that the, makes sense. The Infinity Stones are the greatest power within any individual reality. Yes, it sounds but like. But maybe there exist some things that are in multi multiple realities, and those things could that be more powerful or at least transferable. Yes. Um, there appears to be a variant scroll in the waiting room of the TVA when Loki's first brought in. Um, these are just some Easter eggs. Uh, when we go to Selena, Oklahoma in 1858, at the end of the episode, there's a very cool piece of Jack Kirby looking technology laying around that shovel. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the, sh the shovel thing? That's, uh, that kind of looked like an Eternals type deal. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what that is, just with their gold magic. Well, do you think it's something that uh, Loki stole? Because they, they get there yeah. to find Loki, and then and then he's yeah. gone for a second, and then he burns him to death, which is pretty metal. Um, yeah. But he was probably using, it said he was using the shovel to find oil or something. Like he was trying to go back in time mm -hmm. so he'd be rich in the future. Is what I, yeah. what I assume was happening when he was going back in time to strike oil. It's like, because if you have an oil <laughs> money in the 1800s, then invest it. And then go back to the. Would future. he really care about money? You think so, but why else was he looking for oil? That's true. Unless he just, um, you know, he just wanted to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, I guess the oil could literally have just been to burn them to death. Yeah, just to mess with the TVA, yeah. like create the illusion, like, oh, I'm doing this naughty thing, stealing oil but for money. Secretly, to I'm just going to burn you to death with it. Secretly, I'm just going to murder yeah. you. Um. Selena is a couple hundred miles east of Broxton, the spot in Oklahoma where Asgard reemerged after its disassembled related final Ragnarok in the comics. Mm. Um, that's probably just a coincidence. Consequences for not having a ticket during your TVA orientation are only slightly more severe than the ones Indy dished out to a deserving Nazi in Indiana Jones. How I guess because he got melted. Is that at all related? Yeah, that's not a that's not a fact. <laughs> <Not trivia. laughs> uh, it also sets up a fun parallel to Thor on Sakaar in Ragnarok. Like Thor, Loki is a confused prisoner in a bizarre new land given an introduction via family entertainment, only to realize how serious shit is by seeing a fellow prisoner get horribly vaporized nearby. I feel like that's common, though. Like, you just gotta, you, ha you yeah. need a stakes setter, and so you, you see someone yeah. do it. Like, that's just Hollywood storytelling 101. Like, I think yes. we could have gotten the picture without it, but, like, you know, they're like, like, let's make sure everyone knows how scary this is. Let's kill a guy just to show that these yeah. guys don't have any qualms got about it, it. That we're serious. Yeah. Um, so, where do you think, like, what are your, what do you got any theories? Well, I mean, just that I think that end up? Loki is going to do something to dismantle this super powerful establishment, or at least carve out a little niche or something, like... There's no, I mean, I, I won't say there's no way. There, there is a, a, a ending to this story that I could conceive of where Loki, like, learns a lesson. And, but I can't imagine he would mm -hmm. submit to his fate, like, uh, of this uh, timeline, which makes, and if the sure. story doesn't do that, that means he has to have somewhere else to go, which either he becomes, like, a multidimensional being or he just fucks up the TVA to where the timeline is like split yeah, or at least it has wider access than it did before i don't know 
I, it's yeah. it's weird though because like this perfect timeline it's like it's not i guess it must be a timeline which has some attribute about it that the time lords found valuable like maybe mm-hmm. it's like a utilitarian thing like yes there's still a lot of suffering in the world but somehow this timeline has the most sentient happiness <laughs> that seems hard to believe because there seems to be a lot of objectively unhappy well, I mean, things happening in the world and in the universe well they only just focus on the bad stuff i mean there's probably a lot of good stuff happening behind the scenes that nobody's focusing on because it's less interesting to talk about well i'm just saying like if you're choosing the best timeline or whatever is there is there not one where like there's you know more equality and more whatever for you know all the people on earth or all the people in the universe than the current timeline I, I mean, there must not be, or else why would they choose this? Like, why would they, why would they choose a shitty one? They must have chosen the best one, and it just still happens to have shitty parts to it. Yeah, I mean, putting in all those—it's quite a balancing act. Having all did, of those characters interact in the world. Did they check all the timelines? They checked each of them. Doctor Strange does. Well, he checks fourteen million of them, but presumably that's not that many in a place where individuals can make nexus level decisions multiple points in their life like that's yeah. i mean you're it's an infinite number of things and 14 million is nothing compared to an infinity of options that is true 14 million is a lot less than infinity yeah it, it's indescribably less <laughs> it's much closer <laughs> to zero than it is to infinity it's basically none <laughs> oh um i always want that infinity money yeah that would be dope uh, what other all right so do you want to do your review yeah two two avengers of the table of course i enjoy two, two i mean there's two? nothing really to take off about this like it was an interesting gotcha. premise it's all very set up like i could i'm not saying they won't there won't be things that i dislike about the series but so far they've given me nothing to dislike do you think i mean there's i guess some parts of it that are maybe like it's it's original but it's not like super super original like we've seen like you know rick and morty had those time police yeah and yeah there's other uh media properties that have like explored this kind of meta level reality stuff but it's a it seems like an interesting enough take on it and it's never been done in the mcu so i'm interested to see it be done here so i give it to okay do you think that this could be your favorite of the shows thus far hmm I do like the quirkiness of the WandaVision early episodes. Like, I think that has some fun yeah. nostalgia elements to it. But I do gotcha. think, I don't know. It, it's definitely a contender in a way that Winter Soldier and Falcon I could enjoy, but it was never going to be, it was never going to beat WandaVision. And I was yeah. pretty confident that going in and like for the, for even for the reasons that I think it makes it a really good show for the type of people that like that kind of show um yeah it, it was just never going to be something i enjoyed as much but this is definitely much more up my alley so it has a better chance of being mm-hmm. your favorite yeah but you're not holding your breath it sounds like i i i would say i wouldn't be surprised if i liked this more to, more than okay. WandaVision. but i also okay. wouldn't be surprised if i didn't i'd give it like a coin flip of a chance this could also be like, this could potentially have a season two, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. 
Whereas the other ones were definitely just one-off stories. Right. Um, well, I mean, I, I wonder how much of a sense we'll get at the end of the season, whether it's going to be continued. Or if they'll yeah. leave it a little open-ended. Because uh, it feels like the the magic of Loki mm-hmm. is that he always finds a way to just squirm through the cracks a little bit. Like, that's kind of the fun thing about his character, is every time you count him out, somehow he just like, and he, he gets away. And so that's what made his death yeah. in Endgame such a thing. It's like, oh, he, he runs so out of final. luck. Um, but, yeah. but, but, but then we see him here, and we see him go back in yeah. time, and so it's like, well, maybe he's done it again. He's pulled another rabbit from the hat. Even though, like, is this Loki the same Loki as that Loki is? I don't know. It's... I, I think he just hasn't gotten... Like, because at the end of his arc, by the end of Ragnarok, he was more or less a good mm-hmm. guy. Like, him and Thor kind of resolved all their yeah. stuff, and... It was a good uh, cap to that relationship, and then he's just straight up murdered uh, after he gets that resolution. So I'm thinking that he's still... I mean, this is 2012 Loki, so he just attacked New York. Still has a lot of uh, tricks up mm-hmm. his sleeve. Um, and I'm curious like, if he's going to like go and try and save his mother, or I guess as long as he avoids her, she won't die. Because he was the one right, who brought the attack Right, and that's not happening there. anymore. Yeah, but the TVA is adamant that they go... Or he goes back to. All right, I got to put my guys at the table. I'm going to put Falcon and Winter Soldier. And by Falcon, I mean Captain (laughs) America. Okay, cool. Um, Well, I suppose that uh, wraps it up for us. Unless you have any final last words. Nope. I'm looking forward to more Loki. I also really Um, like the title. Like the the weird font thing. I love that. I think that's very interesting. The the theme is pretty interesting. Like I was, I was very on board as soon as I saw that yeah. theme, um, the theme intro music. Uh, so we're going to gather again at the end of June, um, June thirtieth, and then we will also meet up at uh, for July uh, for Black Widow a week mm-hmm. later, I believe, maybe two weeks. Um, oh, it's on a Friday, so that will be the following week. Um. Yeah, and then Loki again the following week after that. So we're gonna have a lot of hanging out. Yeah, to we'll do. have a blast of content. Yeah. Do you want to just come visit for three weeks and like just knock them all out in person? <laughs> yeah, and then just—I mean, my classes are remote anyway. <laughs> hey, there you go. Are you gonna see Black Widow in theaters? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. It is on Disney Plus for thirty dollars. If I'm going to spend $30, I might as well <laughs> also drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess that wraps it up for All us. Right. Well, um, I have been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. You love this, though. This is so confusing. Uh, Alright, I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. <laughs>